the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Okay, we're back here. Uh, hour number two on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. We're all here. Rufus Edmonston, the former Attorney General, Secretary of State, and uh, Deputy Chief Counsel on the city, uh, the uh, Senate Watergate Committee, and the current Secretary General of Gardening. Well, plus, that's uh, a lobbyist, lobbyist, and uh, attorney. And uh, I don't know. What what else are you, Rufus? Uh, gardener. Well, my great gardener. I'm a cleanup guy. This, after after last night, rockin tour. Yeah, rockin yeah. tour. And Gerald Adams, the uh, the former Centennial uh, campus uh, overseer and and uh, uh, gardener and uh, what. How, what was your term? Were you a supervisor or curator? Curator. I, yes, I was a, a ground supervisor and horticulture supervisor. Yeah. So uh, and and also at the the governor's mansion, the same thing. So, uh, but you're retired now. Uh, well, I'm, sort of. I'm retired from 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 the state. Working for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> but right. why would he do some growing now? Yeah. Just if it feels him, like it. I just passed along to him some seeds from our friend Craig Louie. Yeah. And Gerald's going to make make magic out of them. I've been sowing seed trays for two weeks now. I've about got the first round of peppers and eggplant done, and it'll be about another 10 days or so before I start on the tomatoes in the second round. Well, maybe I ought to get in touch with uh, Craig to get him on the show and talk about that. He can usually only be on for an hour. So, Yeah. By the way, uh, I compliment you on on how you do your selling. Your explanations that come along with each plant well, are superior. I, I, I have just, a I have a picture of the fruit and a and a, the name, of course, and a brief description. Because what I hate more than anything is having to dip, pull a pixie tag out, and you can't hardly read the print on it, let alone see the picture. And so many of the heirloom tomato plants that I sell. They don't make pixie tags for. No, I can no. print a tag, which I do, to put in there. But that's you can't get but so much description on a little that's plant right. tag yeah. that goes down in there, and it and it helps people. It speeds things up. People can see what they're looking for easier. Yeah. Oh, that's what I want right there. Get it and get on with it. So, I, I've had a lot of compliments about that. I must say, it's with my limited computer skills, getting the. Print it out and then I laminate them so they're holding. Well, up you, do you take those pictures through I, your computer? The majority of those pictures I took. There's a few on there where I, it's the first year I'm growing it, uh, so I have it. Uh, I'll have to go online and try to find a, a photo. But I've already I've already made out the description because 
when I put my grow list on the website, I, I put a little description of everything by the name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, oh, by the way, we will, uh, go off, uh, in uh, the show at 10 30 this morning. Uh, the Tar Heels are uh, playing today at noon. And so their, uh, their pregame is about an hour and a half. And of course we're carrying that and, uh, we will, uh, be here until 10:30 so get your calls in. Billy Howe is at Billy Howell is out at the uh, State Farmers Market this morning. Billy, how are you, my friend? I am doing just great. Wonderful. What do we have uh, well, first I need to ask you about any any uh, water effect y'all all these rains this week did that affect anything out at the farmers market? No, we're all good out here the water hasn't affected anything. Yeah, that's good. Got good drainage out there. Good drainage. Yeah, because up on the hill, that was smart. <clears throat> and uh, what about under the farmer sheds this morning? How did the farmers fare with all this rain? It's hard to get in the fields. Well, you know, that's always the strategy that they have to um, work around. Yeah. It's either too wet or too dry, seems like. But. Yeah, that is. Well, baby, I want to know when you're going to harvest that cotton out there. I, I've been waiting to um, for the word. Uh, I think that uh, we're going to till that cotton under. Yeah, well, that, that's that's quite a sight. I'm sure that that's the first time that many people have ever seen what cotton looks like. Yeah, I love driving down east in in the fall and and seeing the cotton. It's uh, it's beautiful to me. I never uh, knew how how far west cotton would grow, Gerald. Uh, I've seen, I've heard of it up in Cleveland County. Yeah, I, I don't know. See, I, I grew up on the farm a long the time when cotton had faded out in popularity because of the boll weevil right. is, issues, and you just didn't see it didn't see it anywhere around here. You really had to go way down east. Yeah. Still well, maybe, back maybe then. Billy knows. Billy, how, how, y'all don't really deal with that commodity, but uh, how far west do they go usually with, with cotton farms? I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Um, I do know they have it in foothill. Okay. Uh, wow. That's well. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I just so, don't know how far. Yadkin and all up in there, uh, Catawba. So, how about that? Well, it's beautiful down east. It really is. So, uh, what what do you have under the farmer shed this morning? Well, we have uh, salsa and uh, honey. And we have uh, tunnel-grown uh, strawberries. I was watching them unload those this morning. Uh, and, of course, we have cabbages, sweet potatoes, and white potatoes, and red potatoes, turnips, and rutabagas, greens, and collards and turnips, and mustard. I'm pretty sure there's some kale down there about it. Oh, I was going to say, oh, kale. It always works that in. Yeah, yeah, you got to work that in. Yeah. <laughs> They're just a ruthless, you know. Uh, have a lot of firewood. It's going to be cold next week. Sounds like so that's probably probably going to be something that everybody needs. You know, I like firewood and, and cornbread mixed up. That's a good good dessert. Sour firewood honey, and uh, take that? a take a piece of good good country cornbread. Horse yellow honey, or honey white. over it. Yellow or no, not yellow. I, I, no, I, I like that that white cornbread that Mama made in the frying pan. That stuff you get in a restaurant 
is more like dessert to me. Now, how do you weigh in, uh, Gerald, on that? Um, uh, I grew up like Rufus did, white in the frying pan. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way I grew up. Thinner the better. Yeah. Now, my my wife's mother is from Ohio. She made yellow cornbread. Yeah. It was sweeter. Yeah, it's it was more good. like dessert to me. Yeah, me too. So not that it's bad. But no, there's nothing nothing wrong with that. So now, if you're going if you're going to do uh, milk and cornbread mixed up in a in a snuff glass, you got to have snuff white. glass. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, you know when my my grandmother used to do dental sweet snuff. And it yeah, came I'm familiar with those little and, cups had a little spoon and everything. And, and you you used, you save the glass <laughs> as a drinking glass. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I grew up. Oh, a hard time. Corn, cornbread and milk. You, you put the cornbread in, pour milk in it. That could be supper for you. Mm. All right, if you say so. All those degrees that I've got that you talked about, that doesn't take away the fact that I know what's good. Do y'all eat sorghum, too? Yeah. We, I, I knew country folks up home that, that had a horse and walk around this big pole attached to him. Yeah. Round and round they went. Grinding that sorghum up. Yeah. That's Ken and molasses. Yeah. Billy, uh, you, you got uh, turnip greens and all that stuff, don't you? We do. Carrots. <clears throat> yeah. uh, a few peppers here and there. Mm-hmm. Not, not a whole bunch of uh, hot peppers like we do there in the sure. summer. Any uh, plant, <clears throat> excuse me, any plant growers out there today? We do not have any plant growers down under the farmer's building, but uh, Amy's garden has actually uh, moved up during the winter time this year inside of Cole's uh, produce. She's taking part of that uh, area. Okay. The little succulents that she grows. Sure. And pansies and pretty mm. stuff. Okay. And- when, when do they start putting out the the trees and shrubs, Billy. I know a lot of people uh, ask me that. Whenever it warms up. Yeah, <laughs> it, it normally falls somewhere between about March 15th and April 1st. That's about when they start cutting. Right. So about, about the time I show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About the time I have to worry with girl. And then uh, up at the market shops, uh, a little warmer up there. They had a lot of stuff, too. Oh, you know, I was sitting here at uh, May Farms the other day looking at all the stuff that he had that I've never tried. And uh, he had water buffalo milk cheese. That's something I hadn't tried before. Water buffalo what? Milk cheese. Okay. Cheese. <clears throat> Rivers, have you tried that? No, I'm trying to visualize it. Water buffalo. Milk, milk and water buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they give milk too. Oh, yeah. You yeah. got to stand in the water to do it. I'd cover your milk stool. (laughs) That's hard milking there. (laughs) You'd have to have a a pontoon milk milk chair. Oh, wow. Well, that's uh, something. We all need to branch out a bit, I think. Be open-minded. And and we get a lot of calls for that. uh, Ray and Lou uh, milk and uh, May Farm stuff carry that. Longer as well as uh, chicken and sausages and beef and turkey. And then right across from him, you have that bakery, and you just cannot miss it from the smell. Uh, 
all that sea in the moon. All of it. What a wonderful place to before to walk in in the morning with coffee brewing there at three two one coffee. And, hmm. yeah, it's amazing. Go through that building and all the different things that a lot of people probably aren't even aware of. You know, different types of cheeses and and nuts and fruits and you know hammocks and wines and pies. And Oh, mate, I'm, I'm about to get home. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I think we better move on. I'm, I'm, yeah, just, I'm, way, just, somebody, I'm just too hungry. Somebody mentioned a while ago about the one of the vendors coming back in a limited <clears throat> fashion up there. The Berry Patch? Berry Patch. Mm, you throw me one there, I, I'm not for sure. Yeah. Yeah, apparently they, they saw them up there. So, um. Okay, so, um. Uh, I'm not going to discredit that, but the lady who did work at the Berry Patch is working at uh, Georgetown. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a lot of uh, like items after uh, the Berry Patch left uh, Georgetown. Oh, okay. Yeah. They did have, so that may have been a little confusion, or there may be something that I don't know about. No, it's, 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 it's probably, I'm sure you know about it. So, uh, the Farmer's Market Restaurant, what an interesting place that is. Thinking about those biscuits right now. They got smothered pork chops over rice today. Oh, good. Rufus, how does that sound? <clears throat> that sounds very nice because I love their pork chops. Smothered pork the, chops. My mother I used to make those. Mm. That's good eating there, Billy. Yeah, but you can get breakfast. That people eating breakfast right now, man. Yeah, they're up there eating them great big pieces. Of That's them. right. Like that covers the whole plate. Yeah, you got to be careful where you put your hand in there right now. If you want something are, that covers the plate and, and comes over the edges, <laughs> people just get are. that sausage biscuit. They put. They'll take two of those big biscuits, split them open, and cover that with sausage sausage gravy, running over the edge. You got to hurry in there with the backhoe to get it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get it all up. That's right. And that, it, that is a meal, Billy. Yes, sir. <clears throat> uh, and, yeah, go ahead, Billy. Uh, you get plenty of food up there. Yeah, you get plenty of food, whether it's left. And they stay up until 3 o'clock uh, today. And they're open tomorrow, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, the seafood restaurant uh, opens up at, at 11. And that's uh, that's always a lot of good seafood there with camp. And uh, the of course, the market grill with uh, the Rufus dog and lots of other things. Uh, they have a nice breakfast there yeah, too. Yeah, I go get us. I haven't had a, a Rufus dog in a spell. I think my innards need needs a, a Rufus dog. It's a very aristocratic hot dog yeah. now. Well, they fix it, it. It is. It is <clears throat> uh, changed. They took a degree to it's do evolved. It. Yeah, but it's good. Do, do you uh, ever put sauerkraut or anything like that? Oh, on it. That, now he's that, he's delved into uh, uh, some of the Korean food. Yeah, over I, there he I, had a Korean, he had a hot dog with. Uh, I, make, I will go in that that what do you call it kibasa uh, or the? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not Korean. Well, I know, but but something that goes good with with sauerkraut. Yeah. Okay. What about sauerkraut you? Sauerkraut and mustard. Gerald Gerald's having a spell. I'm making like, a face if you right. You don't like that. He, huh? When like, you go to the when you go to the state fair, you don't go for the kielbasa. No. Okay. No. 
He, he sure thinks about that guy. like Nelson does about mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, yeah. You don't want to bring that up around her. Well, Billy, uh, you you got anything uh, going on out there? You, you've been pa- doing some extra paving, I think, too, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, they've uh, started tearing up the pavement there in front of farmers once all our farmers are down at the other end of that same building, and they are open. And uh, we've got plenty of stuff under there. Uh, and while you're out here on the weekends or, or on Saturday, if you go over into the truckers' building, Right there at that, at the end of the event center, they have all types of oranges and lemons and stuff like that. Uh, cactus leaves, stuff that I don't, I haven't eaten before. I don't think I really want to. But, uh-huh. uh, but I know we get a lot of calls this time for you know cases of oranges and cases of lemons and stuff. And that building does have those. Yeah, but no tangerines. No tangerine. That is uh, the the darndest thing. It was my favorite fruit, uh, winter fruit. Uh, yep. And uh, they they just are non-existent now. You can get the mandarin oranges and things like that, but it's it's just not the same. They're sweeter. Everything seems to be sweeter now. I looked at the grocery store yesterday specifically. For tangerines. No, you don't find them. You didn't find them. Now, they had some, someone out of the farmer's market had some that were similar, but they were California. They were not Florida. I don't know what's happened in Florida. I know they were having some problems. I don't know if it was disease or insect or something that affected some of them. But, you know, the the grapefruits are not big anymore. They're about the size of oranges, some of them, of, of, the, uh, of the larger oranges. So I don't know. It's very, very strange. But, uh, you know, I like a good grapefruit and, and some good citrus, so I like that, and, and lemon, too. Billy, thank you so much. Have a All nice right, day, my you. friend. Y'all come see us. All right, we shall. All right, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up. It's 924. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, it's 926. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener on WPTF. I'm Mike Raley, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is Dr. Bubba. Dr. Bubba, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Uh, Gerald, congratulations on your retirement. Thank you. Have you finally retired? I have. I'm out, a little quick plug. Uh, I'm working at the uh, Urban Ministry, Wake County. Oh, wow. We have a garden down there, and uh, about nine people, about six physicians and three other people, um, we grow vegetables for the uh, people of Wake County. And last year, we grew uh, over 9,000 pounds. My goodness. What a wonderful vocation. So uh, that, that's been fun. So anyway, uh, another quick thing is I think you should add buttermilk to your uh, cornbread, not regular milk. Amen, Dr. Bubba. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, buttermilk goes a long way. It does. Uh, so I got two questions for Gerald. He got me started on this. Uh, in growing my tomato seeds from from infancy, um, one is what uh, soil do you use in the little planters? For that, and then once you have the heating pad and they germinate and you transfer them, you know, to a little bit bigger container, do you keep the heating pad uh, 
uh, did it help them keep uh, growing or no, just no. rely on the temperature of the water? So I, you want to use a very fine potting soil for the seed trays. You don't want it okay. to be real heavy. You want it to be real fine so the water just flies right through it. You don't want water to stay in it long. As soon as okay. the as soon as the seeds get up, you know, an inch or so, and you start and you can identify two or three leaves on them, get them off the right. heat. Because if you're okay. not careful, that heat will stretch them and make them get taller faster than they can develop a stem onto them. So once they're yeah, I've had that problem. That's exactly what happened. So once you they're usually if they're inch inch and a half tall. The heat mat has done its job. It helped the seed germinate. Get it off of them. Okay. And then uh, do you have a, I hope you don't mind, but a, a brand name for the uh, soil, for the fine soil? Well, I I use a Jolly Gardener soil, and I don't know what the name of it is. They make about 10 different products. Uh, okay. But, but if you go, but it's a much finer, very lightweight. Uh, okay. You get, in, you get in touch with me, and I, I might can help you out with that. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. And uh, well, enjoy the show, and uh, again, congratulations on retirement, and look forward to seeing you in the future. And I'll give you all a bunch of plants for the garden this year. Oh, that'd be great. I'll, I'll come down there about April. Okay. All right. All right. Dr. Bubba, thank you, and please call us again. Thanks for listening. Well, y'all have a good day. You Thanks too. Thanks for the, the buttermilk uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the accolade there. Anytime you mention well, buttermilk, yes. Sir. Yeah. yeah in, in a cast iron skillet with a little bit of oil in the bottom, Crisco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Mama, we Mama. might go whole hog with the lard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Bob. You have a good day. Bye. I don't want to talk about lard around a physician, but uh, <laughs> more of the weekend gardener coming up here on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF weekend gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. Mike Rayleigh here, along with uh, the esteemed Rufus Edmonston. He's he's not steamed. I don't know that I've ever seen you steamed. He was you steamed when esteemed. he saw it in Leland Cypress. That's morning. right. He was steamed this morning. <laughs> that was in the privacy of his. He was smoking cigar, too, right? Curtilage. Early this morning? Were you yeah. out, out there with a cigar? I was cig- out, out cigar? early at 6 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> Surveying the damage. So what am I doing? What am I doing up? Why has well, like, this happened? Yeah, somebody said to me, why in the world do you get up to go to that weekend gardener? Well, I said, you well, know what I can say to them? Because <laughs> you have fun. They get your own show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get, yeah. Do, do your thing. Don't worry about this. Don't listen if you don't want to. But don't, don't criticize us for getting up in the morning. Rufus uh, has a good time, don't you? Well, it's, it's something uh, one of my – Axioms and axiom now, isn't that a good word, Gerald? Yeah. In life is wake up every day and think of something good. You can do that. Yeah. There's something positive. There's somebody. No matter what. I, yeah. All that devastation with seven Leland Cypress down. Uh-huh. I said, well, I, I, I will go hear some good people, honest, right, sincere people on the radio program. Uh, it didn't hit my house. Uh, I, I, and there are I a lot of a, people much worse off than you, no, you absolutely. in that and, situation. So <clears throat> it's – I'm. let me make an announcement here right now. I'm, I'm going to try to write another book, folks. I'm going to write a book on uh, the things in life that have meant a lot to me that might be a little guide to somebody 
along the way, like having empathy, thanking those who helped you get where you are, civility. And not having hubris. And not having hubris, yeah. And I, I don't know whether I can get through enough. There's never, There's been nothing said new in the world, but I think there's another book there about just some things that I've observed in life along the way of, of from good people mm-hmm. that are good lessons for people that get down and out. And everybody gets down and out nowadays. Sure. They're like a little, uh, little motivation. Well, they, did, they, they did 30 years ago, too. They oh, did 40 and 50 yeah. and 100 years ago. Yeah. Let's think of what people faced. So be, be, be prepared to put up with a, another, I, I thought I entitled it, Here Comes Rufus Again. <laughs> <laughs> now, Gerald, you've talked about put, uh, doing a photo type book. Yeah, I, I've got now, I really want to do two things. I want to do a, a gardening book and, and, and have a large part of it focus on vegetables. But I've got, I must have now 20,000 photos yeah. of, of stuff on there. And, uh, I've got, I did an outline for the book and that's about far as I ever got one time. I could never find enough time to sit down. Well, you got some time now if, if if you make time for it. Well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, Richard, thanks for waiting so long, Richard. How can we help you, sir? Yes. Good morning. Um, I maybe tuned in late and I didn't hear, but you guys were talking about pruning and you were talking about pruning deciduous stuff. Yes, sir. Um, how about um, when should I go after my hydrangeas, especially the Annabelle and limelight? Okay. With the limelight, um, I, you can sell on them now. I mean, I don't see any reason that you couldn't. Have you got the original limelight that gets 10 foot tall? Yeah, I think so, yep. Uh, yeah. You can cut just as much of it off as you want to, whether you want to take half of it off or more. Uh, you clearly now's the time that you can go ahead and do that. Uh, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I can't think of any hydrangea that now wouldn't be a, a good mm. time to prune. Now, Rufus, you have an axiom about hydrangeas and pruning. I do. Mm. On, on high, <clears throat> except for the tall ones like limelight and things like that. But if they're, if they're the ones that come up in what I call the mop head, I don't, I don't prune them at all until the springtime of the year. And you see what's dead and what's not dead because there's so many different kinds of pruning things on, on things like, uh, mop head, uh, well, hydrangeas. The, the mop heads are a little different in that most of the pruning in them is cutting the dead wood out. Absolutely. That's what but, I do. But, now. but in with the limelight, you're just reducing the size yeah. of it because it's got, it's like a tree anyway. Often, you know, originally that limelight was supposed to be four foot tall. Well, it'll get ton of 12. There was a little limelight that was supposed to be four foot tall. It gets get about the, six. Yeah. And there's a baby limelight <laughs> now called Bobo, which may actually get four foot tall. I don't well, know I've, if I've, I've, got, <laughs> I've got a Bobo that's four feet tall, yeah. but it is a producer. Man, is it a producer? I don't know if I've ever been on the Deadwood list here. But it's a, <laughs> but it, no. about speaking, dead speaking of Deadwood. But that limelight's a phenomenal <laughs> uh phenomenal bloomer. I mean, and it's one of the few hydrangeas that can take a ton of sun too. Oh man, a full sun. Yep. Um, do I wanna thin that? I mean, how many canes coming out of the ground do I wanna have on something like that? I mean, I think how, how long is it? Mine's probably how, got about couple dozen okay how long has it been planted three years more fives 
Oh, yeah, five, six years. Okay. I never really – I don't think defending it's an issue now because they kind of, if the plant is healthy and blooming uh, to satisfy you quantity-wise, then it kind of sorts itself out where the strongest of the stems emerge and the other ones, okay. it doesn't send nutrients to it. Now, maybe you get 10 years in. First year you have like, what the hell? It didn't bloom I like mean, it. You know what the heck was? <laughs> it didn't bloom like it was supposed to. Uh, yeah. then, then maybe look at thinning it about a little bit then. But that's usually not something that's counterproductive to the limelight, it being too thick. And then uh, just a general question about other hydrangeas. Do they, do they all bloom on old and new wood or no that, uh, no, that changes your your old fashioned the limelight will blooms on new wood uh some of your uh, old mop heads only bloom on old wood uh and then some of your newer hydrangeas will bloom on both old and new wood so that you really have to know the cultivar variety and it's pretty easy to do a google search and, and find out how it blooms and the reason that is important if you've got these old mop heads that can get, you know, huge, you used to see them planted beside steps going into a house. Yep. If you whack half of them down, you're not going to see any blooms the following year or very few blooms the following year. So you need to know that. And, well, I have to reduce it in size because it's getting overgrown, but you're going to diminish greatly the next year's blooming crop. Yep. And what about moving one? Uh, I think now's the time to move it. I like to move them when they're dormant. Uh, and now would be a perfect time for that, or even to divide one. So you've got one just, you know, twice as wide as you want it, dig it up, you know, chop it in half with something sharp, uh, and, and make two out of it. Okay. Uh, what, Annabelle. It, uh, the, the Annabelle, same, same thing. Uh, all the hydrangeas, and especially if you move one or you've pruned one pretty hard, as soon as you see it start to leaf out some, go ahead and, and put a good slow-release <coughs> fertilizer to it. Okay. Well, while, uh, while, while you're there, I'll, I'll ask Gerald a question. I've had people say, don't heavily prune an oak leaf hydrangea. What about that? Well, the oak leaf is not, uh, it has uh, not as many limbs to it and more of, a, I guess, a broader arc to how it grows. So if you're not careful with an oak leaf, you can mess up the shape of it. Yeah. Right. If you yeah, got they a, are very open. If, if you got a little wild in there blooming. On uh-huh. it. Usually, I mean, I guess one could get too big for an area you didn't, somebody didn't know the size where they planted at, and you might have to go all the way around it, taking a little bit off of it. But that's usually not some you get into and do a white cut it in half kind of job. Yeah. You are going to mess up. The <clears throat> Well, they they're making one now. Is it little little Miss Huff or something like well, that? No, well, there are several. They're smaller dwarf yeah. dwarf oak woods. Yeah. Well, they you know they still well, they get, say dwarf. They still yeah. get well. three feet or so. Yeah, there are there are several um, evergreens like um, our, um, um, arborvitaes or cypress and stuff like that. Do I need to wait until earlier spring or? I like to wait a little later in the, I like to get maybe to the first of March because what you don't want to do is prune some of that now. And we have one of these crazy warm up spells for week or 10 days afterwards. It could try to force some new growth. And then we turn around. I don't want to see where we're going to have any more lows in the twenties when I'm going to prune that. And usually, well, any evergreen, 
I'd say it's a general rule of thumb. There are probably uh, some exceptions to that. But I figure uh, for to only wait another 45 days, 30, you know, something like that is not that big a deal. Uh, and now that we're having much warmer periods of weather in the wintertime, that's more prone to being used to, you know, that, that you got to pass the middle of January, you weren't going to see any warmer weather to well on into March. But it, that our weather patterns just seem to be a lot different now than they used to be, and I, I don't want to take a chance on that. Yeah, okay. And if it's a mature plant, all that would happen is it could burn that new growth. It would have to regrow out, and that would slow it sure. growing out. If it's a mature plant, five, ten years old, it's not going to kill it. So it's not like it's the end of the, you know, you're doing something detrimental if you were to go ahead and do that. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, thank you, gentlemen. And, Gerald, I look forward to meet, seeing you out at the farmer's market. I know you got lots of tomato varieties, and you and I have discussed some tomato issues that I've had before and stuff like that. But um, I think I got it all under control now. Thank you. Won't be long. <laughs> yep. Thanks. Thank you, Richard. Okay. Hi, have a great day. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you too. Thanks. Bye. Now, this uh, cold weather, cool weather, but uh, it's going to be cold next week. Uh, I mean, the temperatures keep going up and down. That you know, it bothers us. Imagine your vehicles; uh, they they have to to deal with it. Uh, but uh, you you really have to to take care of those problems. Uh, the car can't. If car car has a a hum or a, a, a clicking or something in it, uh, it's not going to fix itself. So find someone who can fix problems, prevent problems from happening. King's Auto Service is uh, what you should turn to. They are great folks. And cold weather can certainly bring problems to a vehicle, like the battery, for instance. And uh, battery is so important. And they don't seem to last as long as they used to. So there are ways to keep it in this day and age to to check and see how long it may last. Uh, that's interesting technology. But uh, three years in a lot of cases, seem to be the limit for that. Uh, you know, if if they've survived the heat during the summer, that's what really gets to them. And uh, you can check with Kings about most anything. Preventative maintenance is so important, not just with battery, but for, for everything. And uh, if you have a Prius, a Toyota Prius, for instance, or any of the hybrid vehicles, they have certified hybrid technicians at King's that are ready to diagnose and give you available options for a high-voltage battery pack replacement for less than the dealer will charge for replacement. So this uh, can occur around 150,000 miles or so. Call King's on Monday and schedule a courtesy battery analysis. Whatever you need for your car, King's Auto Service Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Tell Dean Bailey that uh, we sent you and that you listen to The Weekend Gardener. You know, we are uh, going off air early today at 1030. Uh, The Tar Heels will be on the air at 1030 with their game that uh, tap off is starting at noon today. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. We'll talk to Kitty and Sarah coming up next. It's 949.
For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. So technically, 79 years this month. Wow. Um, well, the Weekend Gardener was born somewhere around the 20th of, of December of uh, January. So um, next week would be the... Uh, officially the 39th anniversary of the weekend gardener but uh, 79 years for the tar we just we were spawned from the from the tar hill gardener so that's a long long ride for i mean 39 years is a long long time for a radio show even a little weekend show but uh, 79 years is extraordinary so we and this is wptf's 100th anniversary this year a lot of anniversaries my 49th anniversary here, and um, so we we shall celebrate. So we're talking with, uh, hope to interview Charlie Gaddy and uh, Carl Vetters next week. Charlie, who min- many people know from television, uh, was an announcer here at WPTF from 1960 to 1970, and you're talking about a genius program director, uh, uh, Mr. Pointer, Graham Pointer. He hired Wally Osley and Charlie Gaddy in the same summer. <laughs> they came came wow. and worked together. And uh, so really extraordinary people. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So we'll talk to, to Charlie next week, uh, and that will be heard at some point, uh, maybe via podcast. Uh, and Carl Venters, who started – WQDR. He came in 1972, was president of the company, started uh, the old album rock, I guess uh, first station in the country for that old album rock, long form music station, and uh, that evolved into WQDR, the country station. And uh, also WPTF TV. Um, it was, uh, you know, kind of a revolution it, it changed uh, wptf changed uh, a lot back then and mr venters was uh, who was uh, a giant and he went on to uh, start other big radio stations and is now now retired uh, or maybe semi-retired knowing him so two two extraordinary people we get to talk to next week and um, we you will be able to hear that at some point 919-860-9783 kitty good morning Yes, ma'am. How can we help you? Question on the way you handle a nursery. Um, I had called you all and asked about a holly plant, and I was suggested that I get the inkberry holly. And I had called around and couldn't find anybody with one, and then get a got a call from a nursery and said they had it. So I went there, and it was the six, seven foot tall, not the two, three, and they swapped me to a red bright hairberry holly but it has no leaves now yeah and i said i was after an evergreen (laughs) do i have any recourse on the fact that there's actually now holly plants that don't have leaves or i have two hundred dollars worth of um plants to throw in the garbage can and start over well, I went. I mean, I went looking for an evergreen. I told them I was after an evergreen, and I was looking at an evergreen. Yeah, but well, they steered you to something else. 
That's right. Yeah. And this happens all the time with nurseries. I have been having a lot of trouble with that because I tell them I want a two to three foot plant and I end up with a six foot plant and I've, I'm getting tired of throwing plants yeah. in the trash and starting over. Well, I, I think what you need to do is to do your research and then tell them you want this and that's it. Or well, that's, what that's, that's, I that's what I, I do. That, <laughs> or, and when I got there, they didn't. Or check the cultivar name particularly. Because that's usually where, uh, I, I mean, I hate to say this, but sometimes not everyone that's working at a nursery may be as knowledgeable about the plants as they should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they don't know that, yes, there are hollies that are deciduous. And, yes, those hollies are planted all upside the road on 64 East going through Nightdale now, and they're just full of berries, and people like to see the berries. So it's a plant that is well, desirable. I mean, they knew I had to have one male and the rest female, but right. the berries have fallen off, the leaves have fallen off, and I've got sticks at my foundation. Oh, my. So there's, yeah. there's no recourse that I have with the nursery. I, Rufus is the lawyer. You need to talk. <laughs> He'd need to speak up on that regard, but no, it doesn't look that doesn't look good. Well, I, I have a, a, a couple hollies that, that produce berries, and they're beautiful. But I'm like you, Kitty. I would prefer if I'm going to get a holly, I want that that bad boy or bad girl to be evergreen, whole all and the time. I told them I was after. Yeah, so they're they're just beautiful year round. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I need to throw the throw this away and start over. Well, you know the truth about it. Uh, in the plant world, if if you're like I am, if I don't like something and it bothers me, I get rid of it. Oh. And, and I say, okay, I made a mistake, and I know that it wasn't your fault. But if it, if this gives you displeasure, you should get rid of them. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would, you know, I would certainly check with that same nursery and say that, and tell them that uh, this is not what you thought you were you were getting you maybe misunderstood or something is there any recourse uh and and you know do it uh do it in a nice way and and uh, that always helps okay All kitty right. thank you very much and and uh keep us updated on this okay thank you, you. bye bye more of the weekend gardener coming up here on wptf